From the heart of the Forest City, focusing on the biggest stories in London, this is the Craig Needles Podcast. Now here's your host, Craig Needles. It's the Craig Needles Podcast and it is a Tuesday morning and we're going to be discussing housing here on the Craig Needles Podcast with Peter Frajascados, who of course is the new Parliamentary Secretary for Housing and he's of course also the member of Parliament for London North Centre. Peter joins us uh, on the podcast from Ottawa. Hello, Peter. Thank you so much for doing this. Glad you could spend a few minutes with us. Oh, great to be with you, Craig. Thanks for having me. I'm sure folks saw at LondonNewsToday.ca the story that uh, you are the Parliamentary Secretary for Housing, Infrastructure and Communities. Uh, you announced this uh, on Saturday. So uh, when did you find out that was going to be the role? And what was your reaction to uh, being offered this role by the Prime Minister? I found out a few days prior, and it's an enormous honor. As I, as I said in my statement, this is something that I, um, I've always had a passion for, particularly now. It's become an even more challenging situation, whether one looks at the issue of homelessness, not just in London, but across the country. And in fact, in every democracy, every community is plagued by that in some shape or form, but also rent and buying a home. Uh, very expensive to do either of those. So I think the federal government has a role to play and we do so by partnering with provinces and with municipalities, with not-for-profits. There's a lot of work to do, but this is, um, this is a, a file that I take on and will uh, we'll do my very best with. Uh, did you find out about this uh, when you and your caucus colleagues were all here in London uh, last week? It was shortly thereafter, as a matter of fact. Okay, okay. Uh, so let, let's talk about the priorities here because uh, this is, I think, the number one issue for, for most Canadians right now is uh, if they themselves have a place to live, there's someone that they know that uh, may be paying sky-high rents or, or can't get into the housing market, whatever it happens to be. I think it is the number one issue for a lot of Canadians. So how does your government make this issue better for Canadians? And, and this is part maybe the, the toughest part of the question. How do you do it in a timely manner? Well, we partner, and it's about cooperation, Craig. Uh, other politicians, and yes, I am talking about Pierre Polyev, are instead of uh, seeking to reach out, to cooperate uh, with municipalities, for example, they're taking the opposite approach. As you just saw a few days ago, we made a very significant announcement in the amount of $74 million for the City of London through the Housing Accelerator Fund. That is a fund that was created by the federal government to assist municipalities. And it's going to, among other things, end red tape, uh, allow for uh, changes in zoning on a municipal level that will allow for greater densification in turn. Uh, and the federal role is to help fund uh, housing as a response um, in that, in that, within that, uh, within that frame. Uh, it is, uh, it's about working with cities and towns. It's about uh, helping cities and towns do what they need to do to build more. Because what we have uh, facing us is high demand and limited supply. If we're going to help make housing more affordable, we have to encourage supply. That can be done through the Housing Accelerator Fund. It can be done in other ways as well. As you saw, we have now lifted the federal portion of GST on the construction of apartment buildings for rent, which is very important because a third of Canadians rent and provinces have started to follow suit. Uh, in fact, the province of Ontario has done 
exactly that. In Ontario, in fact, the estimate uh, as a result uh, of this change, the estimate is that $50,000 per unit will be saved uh, by developers. So in the context of high interest rates, labor shortages in the construction sector, high costs of construction materials, uh, you're going to have to think outside the box. And this this tax change that we have made, lifting GST from, uh, from construction, is going to incent building in a very significant way. But you're right, the effects will take time uh, to uh, to play out. But there's things we can do in the short term too, Craig, uh, to continue to make um, progress on this, on this file. Uh, homelessness, for example, is in front of us. And we just announced a few days ago, Jones Place through Youth Opportunities Unlimited that's gonna take people, young mothers in this case, uh, off the street. Um, it's a... Um, it's it's a file that uh, that's expansive. It's it's complex, but there's um, there's things that we certainly can do as a federal government. So there are, like you said, things that we can do as a federal government. You, you've outlined some of them there. I want to talk about the housing accelerator fund, $74 million coming to London. When the prime minister was here, he called Josh Morgan's plans a visionary. Uh, house, uh, housing minister uh, Sean Fraser said the very same thing. He had a, a lot of compliments for some of the ideas that generated uh, were generated here in London by, by my mayor, Josh Morgan. So how do we get those very same types of ideas to other Canadian municipalities in your estimation? How do we, how do we see this uh, type of proposal copied to other places? Well, it's about partnership and it's about working with, uh, with communities. Um, it's really that straightforward, Craig. Uh, look what the city council did in a unanimous vote. Um, the, uh, the allowing multiple residential units to be built on a single property uh, from three to four, that that change in Ontario, the standard is is three, but the city of London has now moved that to four. That's all about meeting supply challenges. That's a further incentive to developers. Uh, this is about densification and and meeting the the supply challenge in a in a creative way. Uh, and as a response, the federal government saw that and said, yes, uh, the city of London is doing what it needs to do to get access to these funds. Take a look at what's happening, not just in London though, but in places like Calgary uh, just the other day, and it's not finalized, uh, but they've made significant steps to end exclusionary zoning. Um, you know, this missing middle, the idea of the, the missing middle that uh, communities are starting to, to grapple with. In other words, allowing uh, for duplexes, allowing for row houses, uh, mid-rise apartments to, uh, to exist in and among areas that have been zoned up until now for um, uh, single detached homes only. Uh, Calgary is thinking outside of the box. And in response, the federal government looks at that and sees an opportunity to to help the city of Calgary. Uh, so we're gonna work with um, with mayors, with councillors uh, to, um, to put in place policy, policy changes that will allow for, for greater supply. Uh, that's how you bring down the cost of rent, and that's all how you also bring down the cost of buying a home. I have always on my mind the constituents who have seen a a twenty percent increase in rent, uh, that young couple that can't afford to buy a home, even though both are working and and uh, are are working, you know, in in jobs that pay well. Um, but we we we're in a situation where because of a variety of factors, uh, largely outside of the control of any level of government. These are global factors, uh, for the most part, that are driving up costs. Um, We have to face that and we have to respond. And, And the Housing Accelerator Fund is an example of how we're doing that. 
Uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's a good example. And the other example that is uh, was announced here in London was taking uh, GST off of purpose-built rentals. And the province of Ontario said they're going to follow suit with you on that and take uh, the entirety of the HST off purpose-built rentals, which is great. And that should mean a lot of these projects get started quicker, right? Yes, uh, this is something that the building sector has, has called for. Uh, I know that there's been interest in, in doing this at the provincial level. In fact, uh, I did reach out uh, uh, to Rob Flack when he became uh, Associate Minister uh, of Housing just a few days ago to tell him how uh, uh, how much I was looking forward to working with him. And he messaged me back to say, well, first of all, um, congratulations, but uh, to, to say, I guess we'll be working together much, much sooner. And then he pointed to this example of how the um, the provincial government was following the federal government's lead in lifting its portion of the the HST off of construction costs for purpose-built rentals. Uh, this is this is critical. I, I think that, um, and let's be honest, uh, politics is always at play between uh, federal governments and provincial governments. Uh, when we, uh, in public, disagree, uh, you know, that, that's bound to happen. It, it, it will continue to happen on certain issues. But there's certain issues, Craig, where we have to work together in a nonpartisan fashion uh, and, uh, and find ways to uh, to help, uh, find ways to incent, in this case, building, find ways to further assist uh, the not-for-profit sector who is uniquely placed because they have the expertise to deal with the homelessness challenges that affect communities across the country. Uh, that is, um, uh, that's really what's at stake here, Craig. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not interested in fighting. Uh, I, I will work with, uh, with our minister, Sean Fraser, who I've I've known with for a long time, uh, we're good friends. Uh, he's someone who I respect as a person, uh, but also is uh, already hit the ground running running in this role. In this role, and he's uh, look what he's doing. He's he's reaching out to mayors. He's reaching out to premiers. He's reaching out to fellow housing ministers across Canada to let them know uh, about the housing accelerator fund. They're applying in turn, and you're going to see the building of of housing accelerated. Um, just to take the title of the, the program itself. Uh, so I, I, I'm optimistic. We're in a tough time, but I'm very optimistic as well. Uh, if you could have it back, do you think your government would have done the, uh, the GST off of purpose-built rentals a few years ago as opposed to doing it now? That's a very fair question. We, in fact, had uh, committed to doing that in the election of, of 2015. That was in our platform. But what happened was uh, on analysis... Uh, shortly after the election, uh, it was uh, it was concluded that it was more effective at that time to pursue something that was called the Rental Construction Financing Initiative, a, a program that offered through the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation low interest loans to developers uh, in and around two percent. The result was that over forty thousand units of um, of housing were built um, uh, for for rent purposes. Uh, it, that's a good result, but the context has now changed. Uh, back in back when that program was created, interest rates weren't where they are now. Uh, we also didn't have as significant of, of labor shortages in the construction sector. Uh, the the high cost of of raw materials for construction wasn't as high as they are now. Uh, you know so. The context has changed, and therefore our our policy choices have to change. I know some are pointing to this as as us uh, making up a promise that we apparently broke. But uh, as I say, um, 
when we decided to go a, in a different direction through the through the RCFI, uh, the program that I just talked about, uh, it was uh, it was done in response to an entirely different uh, situation. So that's that's the answer to uh, to that particular question. Uh, all right. So we've uh, mentioned a little bit about working with the province here. What, what's your expectation of provincial governments? Because, the, you know, the prime minister had that quote, you know, housing is not primarily a federal responsibility, which, you know, you know, look through the, the rules and regulations is true. But obviously there was some there was some criticism of that quote. Nonetheless, the province and municipalities obviously have a big role to play here. And one could argue even bigger role than the federal government. So what's your expectation of provincial governments on this file? Uh, to help to work with us. Uh, I think every level of government has to make this a priority, and they are. Uh, the City of London would stand as an example of that. You know, when you have councils that uh, that vote in a unanimous way to make the kind of change that London did in terms of allowing for multiple residential units on a, on a single property, uh, that's that says a lot. But premiers are also uh, acting in this um, acting in this fashion, and uh, and their housing ministers have been uh, very vocal about their desire to uh, to do so. Because we hear from, you know, there, there's one taxpayer, Craig. Right? Uh, yes, there's different levels of government, but we all hear from the same people, uh, whether it's in Ontario or BC or Alberta or you name the province or territory. This is on people's minds. That's not going to change. So instead of um, uh, arguing about it, let's work together. That's uh, not to use a cliche, cliche here, but let's roll up our sleeves and and get things built. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it's it's a supply challenge. It really is that straightforward. When demand is high and supply is low, it is a law. It is it is science uh, and economic uh, truism. I can't be any clearer that costs will be high. Uh, to bring that down, we've got to uh, we've got to build, and and that's exactly what we're going to do. Yes, it will take some time, but we've done it in the past. We've seen uh, housing shortages in the past, uh, coming out of the post war post World War II period, and and we were able to uh, uh, to build at that time through a variety of incentives. In fact, uh, we've got to think about incentives in this case too. I've spoken about uh, a few, and I think you're going to see other. Uh, options and uh, and offerings uh, put on the table at the federal level uh, to uh, further incent building in the coming uh, weeks and months. And I would think that you would see uh, provincial and, and municipal governments follow suit. Now, you, obviously, your government's received a lot of criticism on this front from Pierre Polyev, and he has said uh, several things surrounding using, I guess, the stick as opposed to the carrot. And I've used that analogy to you before in regards to uh, getting... Uh, significant dense housing in and around transit stations, municipalities, and things along those lines. And, uh, you know, removing the gatekeeping from the way that municipal governments do zoning and things like that. Uh, you know, so how much of his messaging is something that, I'm not saying that you want to adopt his messaging, but is there anything in there that you would say, okay, maybe we can try that, or okay, maybe this might be an idea that would work? Well, in, in listening to Mr. Polyev, sometimes it's a, uh... I wonder if he's looked at our infrastructure policy uh, overall uh, to uh, uh, to get ideas for his own. Uh, the um, The reality, Craig, is that uh, when it comes to uh, uh, to our housing policy, to our overall infrastructure policy, we have required cities to um, put transit routes near housing. For example, uh, that's 
part of the reason why London was able to receive very significant transit funding over uh, just a few years ago in excess of $200 million. Uh, the, um, the other measures that he's uh, talking about uh, that would encourage densification, uh, we're doing. Um, so we're going to continue focusing on, um, on policies that uh, allow for greater supply to be made up. And uh, we're not going to go after mayors. We're not going to, this is where uh, we're very different. We're not going to uh, create situations, create conflicts, um, make, uh, make a straw man out of, uh, out of mayors this, and, and city councils. That's not really productive. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think there's, there's lots of ways to do politics. Uh, I've always found that uh, being cooperative, reaching out uh, is, is the best way to, uh, uh, to achieve good outcomes. What are your first priorities going to be here? And, and Minister Fraser, what are, what are his priorities as we get into the legislative session coming up in Ottawa that just got started yesterday? Uh, what are the first things you're going to want to do? Well, I think you've seen us move already mm-hmm. in terms of uh, lifting uh, the um, GSD on, on construction costs. Um, but, uh, you know, reviewing the, the applications of communities across the country for the housing accelerator fund, I think will be uh, critical. Uh, I just mentioned Calgary and and the work that it's doing. I know there's many other uh, communities right across Canada that have submitted applications. And so um, I think this will be of of paramount importance, uh, ensuring that uh, those reviews are completed in a timely way and uh, funding flows to communities that have done their part to, as I said before, end red tape. In other words, end exclusionary zoning, uh, open up a space for the missing middle, uh, all of these things that, um, that cities need to do to, uh, to encourage uh, greater densification and allow for um, a greater approval, uh, much, uh, much more rapid approval. Uh, I know London has had this challenge. Others, other communities have had the challenge of uh, issuing permits. Uh, one of the uh, one of the carrots, so to speak, of the housing accelerator fund, is that in response for making changes to uh, to end overall red tape uh, from a housing perspective, cities are given uh, funds to do a variety of things, including putting in place uh, electric electronic permitting systems uh, that will see uh, much more uh, a much more efficient approach to the issuing of, of approvals. So uh, you, you talk about priorities, Craig. Uh, I just uh, gave you a, mm-hmm. an explanation in, in policy terms uh, of what you can expect us to be looking at in the next uh, few weeks, uh, next few weeks and months. But uh, at the end of the day, it just comes down to what can we do to encourage uh, greater building to, to, to deal with the challenge of supply. That's what it's all about. So, and, and maybe this transitions well into the last question I have for you, which is a, a Londoner who's listening to us right now, who is paying very high rent and they're having trouble affording it, uh, someone who maybe wants to get in the market, but they know that it's out of reach for them. What's your message to that person right now? Uh, my message is that I'm thinking about them every day. Every day I go into the House of Commons, uh, that's, that's the priority, uh, making sure that people have a roof over their head and can afford to have a roof over their head, that's critical. Um, and I, I think about them, you know, in, in, in terms of the housing option, but also uh, making sure that they have a good job. So uh, the other priority is is investment for London uh, and investment for our region. 
the Volkswagen plant that's going to be built uh, very shortly in, um, at least relatively very shortly in St. Thomas. That's going to do uh, just tremendous things for community. The supply chain that's going to be created as a result, uh, thousands of direct and indirect jobs. Uh, my point is that when people are are doing well um, financially, they can um, uh, they can be optimistic. They can be positive about the future. But when it's uh, when it's expensive to live, uh, when one is uh, paying in excess of thirty percent of their income, for example, on housing, uh, then we've got a problem. And in, in too many cases, that's uh, the case, Craig. So, uh, yeah, a lot of the changes that I've talked about uh, are they going to uh, lead to a an immediate change in the uh, uh, the monthly rent that people are facing? No, it won't be immediate, but we've got to do something because otherwise these problems are only going to exacerbate. Uh, that's that's where we are right now. So it's a, it's a long-term vision, but um, uh, the short-term vision also is, is, as I said, making sure that people have money in their pocket. It's uh, it's like Jean Chrétien once, uh, once said, the best social program is a job. So uh, these these issues, they... they they overlap, right? Uh, whether it's uh, jobs, housing, public safety, uh, all of these things are priorities and they all overlap. These are my goals. Uh, anything else you want to add, Peter, let folks know before we wrap up our uh, wrap up our chat here? No, uh, as ever, uh, they're free to reach out uh, to our constituency office, uh, 519-663-9777, if they have any questions they wish to raise, if they have any help that they need. And if they have questions about uh, the overall housing approach uh, of the federal government and the work that I'll be doing as uh, Parliamentary Secretary to Minister Fraser. Peter, thank you so much for doing this and, uh, and congratulations on the new role. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about housing again pretty soon. Oh, I appreciate that very much, Craig. Thank you. That's Peter Fragescados, who, of course, is the new Parliamentary Secretary for Housing, Infrastructure and Communities and is also the Member of Parliament for London North Centre. We thank him for joining us here on the Craig Needles podcast, which, of course, you can find at ClassicRock981.com, LondonNewsToday.ca, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Craig Needles podcast is a presentation of the Blackburn Media Podcast Network. 